Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Yeah, the floodlights are on only just here in the Go Radio studio live. It's come crashing down. I think it's narrowly missed the former Rangers Scotland <laughs> Blackburn Rovers legend, Barry Ferguson. Are you all right there? Um, well, we'll, we'll need to see in the next five or ten minutes. Um, I thought James liked me, but obviously he's, uh, we had a wee argument um, before we come on the radio, and he's um, he said yeah. a wee go at me with yeah. a lampshade. Yeah. That'll, that'll, that'll teach you for saying it was a penalty yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> that happened just as well. Barry is uh, absolutely fine. There was just a wee sugar there on one of the lights. Well, but, uh, as I said, Paul, I'll, yep. I'll go and see the physio tomorrow to see how it is. Exactly. There's, there's definitely a bit of whiplash here. Definitely a bit of whiplash. Phone Digby Brown. <laughs> there are others. And that will cost me. No, Barry is absolutely fine. Hi, Monday evening. We're here. Well, we went into the weekend and I was listening to all of you carefully. Celtic were going to beat Motherwell and then Rangers were going to beat Aberdeen. Neither of them could beat the opposition at all and Barry for Rangers first it was a big chance yesterday it was a, it was a chance squandered yeah it was um, the, the first 10 or 15 minutes Rangers didn't start well um, that's when obviously Aberdeen get the goal it was a poor goal from a Rangers point of view from Aberdeen point it was a, a really good finish um, and then Rangers started to get closer to Aberdeen they dominated they had a, a number of chances um, but I think overall Philip Clement and the, the Rangers boys will be will be disappointed that they never come back down the road with the three points. Beforehand, though, were you confident they were going to go there? It gives you a spring in your step when you the opposition, i.e. Celtic, slipped up. Yeah, the day before, um, obviously Celtic dropped two points yeah. at home. Where do you, you you probably think that Celtic? Are, well, I thought Celtic would have won uh, won the game pretty convincingly. So yeah, but I'm sure Rangers will be um, disappointed. Look, I thought they played well, Paul. After they went down. Um, be a, a real good finish from Mayovsky, but they just listen. That that's an opportunity that they've missed out. We're going to talk VAR as well because that was one of the controversies at the end of the game. But Barry, I know what you'll say in it. I would imagine. But look, we'll talk VAR very shortly. Um, Mark for Celtic, what happened on Saturday? Eighty-one percent possession, but one-one at the end. Yeah, um, I don't think Celtic played particularly well. Um, Paul, uh, Liam Kelly said one or two saves to make. He obviously saved a penalty kick. You know, credit to him for that. You know, a wonderful um, save. And he, he, you know, he was doing his homework um, on uh, Lewis Palmer uh, before it. But for Celtic at home, disappointing um, performance considering Motherwell's record. No wins in their previous nine games. Um, so credit to Stuart Kettwell and his players for getting that point. But for Celtic, it was a chance to go 11 points clear um, of Rangers when they're heading up to Petordu. So, it was um, a kind of let-off for Celtic that, that Rangers uh, also dropped points yesterday. But Brendan Rodgers and the players, not good enough. And it'll need to be much, much better in Rome tomorrow night, Paul. They need to go there and win to have any chance of staying in Europe after Christmas. Of course, Celtic have gone already to Rome for the game just over 24 hours away. Brian, uh, Barry, it's a quick turnaround, isn't it, in Europe? Especially when you play Saturday, then Tuesday night. Yeah, but that, that's what happens when you play in the Champions League, yeah. Paul. That, 
you've got to be ready for them every three games. There's a there's a um, there's a game, um, and listen, they'll go over there. It's going to be a, a, a tough ask. Um, they were poor in Saturday Celtic. I, I was um, I was surprised by it. I thought they would have beat Motherwell pretty convincingly. Um, some of the players weren't informing. I, I think Maeda's a massive miss yeah. for Celtic at this moment in time. Is that one of the things I was about to say? Yep. What do you think's missing from Celtic? At the moment, from this time last year, just a year. bit of cutting edge, and yeah. that's what Maeda gives you. Um, and he's got pace to burn, and he's very direct. And I think at this moment in time, Celtic are are missing his qualities. Mark, from a Rangers point of view, I think everyone expected. You said the other day you'd expect. I think a, a Rangers win at yeah. Petardry. Yep. What's happened? Because this is the story that we saw last season when they've got a chance to narrow the gap. But I was really surprised. I always felt it would be tough. I think I think maybe tipped in Wednesday night Rangers to win 1-0. So mm-hmm. I thought it would be tight, but I didn't think they would get the job done. Um, and I particularly thought they would get the job done when Celtic had dropped two points on Saturday afternoon. I thought Rangers will be preparing for this game. And if you ever need an extra incentive, it's the fact that, well, we can get this back to six points, a game in hand, which is against St. Johnson at home. So effectively, you're looking at a three-point margin, which is a massive difference. Um, in the title race and they didn't go and do the job I thought they played well I think they deserved to win the game you know, for keeping the kind of penalty stuff for the for the VAR yeah. the GAR um, chat um, later on but ultimately I'm sitting next to a guy who won five or six league titles with Rangers you need to go to Petaudry and win so this chat from the Rangers players doing this doing that doing the next thing yesterday was a perfect time to go and um, do it Um I don't think it's about Philippe Clement, but I think it's just another signal that basically too many of the Rangers players that are currently there are not good enough. They're not going to go and win a title and that's why the manager needs to make uh, changes because if they were Paul, you go to Petaudry and you find a way of winning. Whatever it takes, you find a way to win the game and put pressure on Celtic and once again, they didn't do it. Barry, what would you say? That's the frustrating thing, yeah. Paul. Um, as I said, I thought they did play well yesterday. Apart from the first 10-15 minutes when Aberdeen had a couple of opportunities, it was there was a good, in fact, a brilliant save from Jack Butland. And then the goal they lost is is one that I'm sure the manager looked back and be frustrated with. Um, it was avoidable. Um, me obviously getting a free run right through the, the two centre-backs. But then after that, they, they kicked on, they, they played some good stuff they created opportunities but they had to be ruthless and they weren't ruthless enough and, and unfortunately they dropped two points let's hear from the two managers and we'll look at VAR in one minute from now this was Brendan Rodgers then remember the both goals came late Celtic scoring first the penalty David Turnbull and then that late late goal for Motherwell in the 90th minute and it was Jonathan Obika 1-1 here's the manager disappointing in terms of having the game you know obviously the majority of the game I think when you've over 80% of the ball and you're really dominating the game, I felt that we, we probably needed to create a little bit more than what we uh, than what we did. But still, when you get two penalties, those decisive moments in the game, whether it's from, you know from a set piece penalty or a set piece corner, you you got to uh, you got to win those. And, and sadly for us, we uh, we missed a penalty and, and conceded from a corner. So um, players gave everything. You know the the attitude was there, the commitment was there, um, but probably just. Like that little bit of finesse and and uh, quality in the final third. No surprises. Like I said, uh, a lot of respect towards them. It's a it's a difficult team to break, um, and if you go behind, it's it's even more difficult. But the positive point from my side is that my team showed resilience today. They never give up. Also, not at the end of the game when you yeah you can have this feeling sometimes in teams that. 
that things don't go your way. You hit two times the crossbar, uh, a few good saves, your shot get blocked and people give up. I didn't see any player of that and I don't want any player of that. We spoke about that enough last couple of weeks. I want players who go full until, uh, until the last second of the game and they showed against Hearts that we can come back at the end of the game and they showed it again today. G-A-R, the Go-Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning. Comforting air quality all year round. So we'll come to the Celtic penalties in a moment, but Mark and Barry, Rangers penalty. It was 90 minutes had gone, play continued, and then the referee was getting a call from VAR. I think most people hadn't seen it. Andrew Dallas was uh, on VAR duty. And then when you played it back, it was Garterman, wasn't it, with uh, yeah. on Goldson. So how did you see it? Uh, it's a foul. It's a, a clear pull um, in the box with, from his, well, pulling Goldson's shirt, sorry. And for me, it's 100% a penalty. I know Barry Robson's frustrated after or angry. I'd be more angry at the defender because he's no need. He, do, he doesn't need to do that. Was Lammers trying to block? Yeah, but you get blocks. That is party. When you when you go and you set up for set pieces, that's what you do. You try and block your, your opponents for getting a, a, a tight mark on you. Um, but uh, listen, I don't think the defender has to do it. Golson losses him in the box. And he clearly pulls his, his shirt back. Mark, here's what uh, Philippe Clement, let's hear both managers at full, at full time after the penalty, what, it was the 94th minute, by the time it was given. Yes, clearly it's a penalty if you pull a shirt like that. Uh, you see clearly the, the shirt comes like this. It's a penalty, you, you cannot use your hands in that. Yeah, I've, I've watched it back. If we're going to stop the game all the time, I think, I think when you see it, he's been blocked. So he's trying to get back to him. If we're given penalties... Like this, our fouls, where are we going with this? You know, it's, it's everything scrutinised. So what I would ask, um, so VAR checks that, and why did it not check Goldson on Pulvara? Was that not checked just after it? If we're going to check everything, we need to make sure that we do everything we do it right. And Barry, sh I should ask you, was there a case that Goldson, the block on Pulvara? Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's a penalty, Paul. I, I just think Barry's angry and frustrated because, listen... The, Albeit Rangers dominated the game, but Aberdeen were holding out. They, to be honest, they, they defended really well. They, they had a bit of luck. We obviously, a couple of attempts off the crossbar, the keeper made some good saves, but I don't know where, where he's coming from with the, the penalty. It's a clear penalty for Rangers. Mark, how did you see it? Well, a penalty kick all day long. I mean, it is a penalty. Um, and that's what Favre, Andrew Dallas is, is right to, to bring it to the attention um, of Nick Walsh so there's a clear tug the block by Lammers doesn't matter because the tug's already happened before the block so that's redundant that part of the argument where for me Barry Robson's argument is and I've heard this from Stephen Naismith as well and I agree with it is those kind of tugs take place at pretty much every set piece so there needs to be either you allow it or there should be more penalty kicks uh, given because we see that Week in, week out, game in, game out. So again, this is where uh, I would call for a bit of clarity from SFA, from Crawford Allen, to just to come out, to educate the supporters yeah. and maybe educate some of us in the media and, and some managers and coaches and players. Is any, is any tug a penalty kick? Are all tugs a penalty kick? What is it? Because you can't, give a penalty for that and not give one for it and Stephen Naismith had the exact same argument at Ibrooks. and again he, he cited a block has been part of the problem I don't agree with that again the block so it was a it was a clear tug 
but we're not seeing penalties being given. So the, the key point for me is it's a lack of consistency with the decision making. Barry, would you agree? Lack of consistency every time is a Yeah, turn. I, I think one of the reasons as well is because Connor Golson goes to ground as well. That's yeah. where it comes to attention. Yeah. Some, some, if you watch, I watch pretty much every game that's on TV and there, there's always grabbing and holding yeah. a, inside the box. Um, and listen, I think Mark sums it up uh, perfectly. I think Crawford Allen, it'd be good for him to come out and explain yeah. reasons why there's penalties been given and the reason why penalties haven't yeah. been given in the past. Because Goldson was theatrical. It's, it's not the tug that's made him go down, but it's yeah. experience, isn't it? Yeah, but again, I, if I'm a teammate of that Aberdeen player, I, I'm raging. You, what you do? There's no need yeah. to do that. Because it comes to the attention. Obviously, the referee goes over and he watches it and it's a, it's a clear penalty. Celtic game, Celtic two penalties because everyone's saying, you know, penalty for Rangers... Yeah, two so, of them are penalties yeah, in my eyes. In Celtic's case. Yeah. Oh, you've jumped ahead there. I was going to try and <laughs> <laughs> describe it. Two penalties, yeah. you reckon? No, yeah. no question. So, Mugabe fills Oh, Mark, do you agree? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, two yeah. penalties, yes. Right. Oh, you're doing the same thing. <laughs> Straight to... And the second one, no question. On Mikey Johnson, yeah, yeah, ah, yeah. There's a there's a there's a, there's a pool yeah. there. So yeah, it's a but again, it goes back to the point. It's one of the ones that you do see um, often, and and yeah. I'm, I'm being genuine here when I'm asked for Crawford Allen to come out and explain it. Are all because I, I I genuinely don't know. Are all tugs penalty kick? Is it a certain type? A tug, you know, genuinely just a, a bit of clarity. Yeah. Let's get a bit of educators education educators as to what is and what isn't a foul, or is it just down to personal opinion of the referee uh, and VAR, whether certain ones are or, or, or not. And if that's the case, it's fine, but just yeah. give us a bit of clarity, clean it up for us. Philip Clemon was asked after the Rangers game, how does he feel about VAR? Because recently he said, no, I'm up for VAR. I, I get this question a few weeks ago, what my opinion was about VAR, and I'm a fan because it makes the, the game more honest. Of course, there are still some mistakes, and there are decisions that stay in a grey area in football. It's also why we, you guys, have a lot of work. Because there are a lot of opinions after games, and I think you guys like that also. To write uh, about those things and people respond and are fan for one team or another. But at the end, if you are objective, you can only say that VR makes the game more honest than in my days. So I'm a fan of that. So, Philip Camon uh, likes VAR. Brendan Rogers wasn't asked uh, on Saturday about it. Anything else? I was looking, Hibs went down to 10 men, didn't they? Lewis Miller. Um, he was sent off second yellow card, Mark. Yellows, yeah. I don't yeah. think there was any. I like Lewis Miller, Paul. Yeah. Uh, you know, in terms of his ability, I, I watched him. Um, it was Nick Montgomery's first game. Hibs were down at Kilmarnock. It was 2 2. And Lewis Miller really caught my eye. Watched him. And um, yeah, he's, he's a really powerful player up and down that right hand side. But to answer your question, yes, I think they got it right. Two yeah. yellows. Yeah, two yellows in my opinion. That, 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 that's a brilliant result for Hibs mm, up to Dennis sure. Park. Mm. Especially the way Dundee have been recently. Yeah, the last couple of, yeah, yeah, since the heavy defeat to Rangers, I said that it yeah. showed you that there's, there's strong characters in that Dundee team and that's a brilliant three points for Hibs away up at Dens Park. And that's their first back-to-back win mm-hmm. of the season, which is uh, phenomenal. I don't think there was anything else anywhere else... Uh, Two contentious hearts beating St Johnson 1-0. We're going to talk shortly about maybe result of the day. St Mirren 1, Livingston 0. And uh, the Saints still 
in third spot. G-A-R, the go-assisted referee on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning. 24-hour heating and cooling specialists. Yet the weekend started with Celtic drawing 1-1. It was a bit of a shock for the Celtic fans. They were just about to go. It was a late goal they got. They missed a penalty earlier on. Palma, um, Celtic not at their best. Although, as we said earlier, Martin, 90% of possession. This is the manager afterwards about conceding the late goal. But of course, it's, it's a really disappointing goal from our perspective. You know, it's ball drops in the six-yard box. They obviously overload it. They, they have no, every risk in the game. Um, but we have to look at ourselves and how we can defend that better. And of course, it turns out they could have gone further ahead when Rangers drew the next day. But the manager said overall, no excuses. Yeah, well, it does. I think there's no doubt it does. It does affect obviously a lot of the guys travelling and, and whatever else. But we, it, it's no excuse. We um, we had enough of the ball today and we had enough of it in good areas, but uh, but just couldn't quite create the chances and uh, the clear-cut chances that we wanted to. We're going to take calls shortly. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 for Rangers. It was an afternoon of chances missed. Hitting the crossbar, it's bad luck. It's a question of sentiment. We had other chances where we could have done better. But I see also the the really top strikers like Haaland not scoring every opportunity he gets. So... Um, we're really demanding and we train a lot on those actions and the finishing. But I know also that it cannot be every time though. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Tailored and renewable energy products to suit your commercial and domestic needs. Let's go! You know the number, 0808 17 17 700. We're going to take some calls now. Mark Guidi, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney. And you can join the conversation at Go Football Show because the story at the weekend was, well, Celtic and Rangers blew it. The chance to for Celtic widen the gap at the top and for Rangers to close the gap on the champions. Celtic now off to Rome. They're there for tomorrow night's game um, with Lazio. And Barry, they really need to get a win tomorrow night to have any chance of being in Europe after Christmas. Yeah, and it's going to be a big ask. I know they're not having the best of seasons, Lazio, um, but you've seen the quality they had when they, they came to Glasgow. Um, they've got some dangerous players, some talented players, so I think it's it's, it's going to be a, a hard one for Celtic tomorrow. And Mark, Barry's point about Maeda, he's really missed at the moment, his pace. Yeah, he is. he's a handful. He can play on the left-hand side, he can play on the right, can play through the middle, can drop off. You know, He is a, a, an important player for Celtic and in a game like Saturday when it is a packed defence that you're up against um, you know his energy and his drive you know could have made a, a, a difference but I think is he still out for another three or four weeks at least um, Paul so he won't be playing um, tomorrow night but uh, Celtic will need to produce something you know at the top draw tomorrow night and I, I can't see it to be honest Rangers have got Limassol at Ibrox on Thursday let's go on the line Derek will be with us shortly in fact he is Derek's on uh, line four. Hi, Derek. Good evening. Uh, good evening, Paul. Good evening, panel. How are you? Uh, uh, no bad. Uh, do you think that the referee was scared to give Rangers a penalty yesterday, and that's why he passed the buck over to the air? Well, what do you think first? What did you reckon? Uh, I think it was looking straight at it. I think he clearly seen it. I was very, very surprised at the time he never gave it uh, because where he was standing, he looked right at it, and I was very, very surprised he never gave it. Uh, and I think like Barry Robson uh, I think she should be pulled up with SFA to explain his comments but he meant it full time OK you think he was he over the top a bit more upset at losing yeah. that last minute penalty to Rangers and they did 6 nothing defeat to Celtic which was a bit of a surprise 
Okay, I'm going to throw it to the guys. I'm going to bring in George as well. We'll see what he thinks about that. Hi, George, a Rangers fan. Good evening. How are you doing, all right? Good, George. Listen, hope you're well. What about that point? Do you think the referee left it to VAR? He saw it, but he thought... That's exactly where the voice took my thunder. That's exactly the point I was going to make. I mean, is that the stage we're at now where the referees aren't actually refereeing the game? They're allowing it and we've seen it. Um, and there's no side, they'll let it go for a couple of seconds. And this could cause an injury. And mm-hmm. I think yesterday, I'm no, I don't know the guy's eyes, but I would say the, the referee looked straight at that, um, that foul yesterday. He's good okay. to have seen it for where he was standing. I think he's good to have seen it. And I think he's let VAR deal with that now. We were always told that VAR wouldn't be refereeing the games. But that's exactly what's happening, and I think it's, I think it's wrong. Mark, is that? Do you agree? And is well, I'd, I'd, I'd need to ask um, Derek because yeah. he was very specific. Derek, I'd need to ask you why do you think Nick Wall should be scared to give the penalty for Rangers? Uh, I think with a recent incident that was said at the Celtic AGM, sort of, I was put oh, yeah. pressure on the referee, and I think because of. Uh, the, the, the Hearts incident as well I think maybe we were slightly scared to give a penalty but, but I don't think yeah. and again, again with the Celtic game as well I don't think penalties should be given for a slight tug of the jersey I think that's just a nonsense mm-hmm. I don't think Mikey Johnson or Conor Golson none of them are getting on the end of these balls mm-hmm. and I, I think it was a nonsense that they gave penalties, penalties go, for both of them go well to, to, to answer the point going by the the replays after it when it's playing it back and it's shown you yep. what Andrew Dallas has, has flagged it up for then it does look as though um, Nick Walsh has got a, a clear uh, line but maybe he's not seen enough because you need to, to to give a penalty kick in, in live time as well no, you need to be 100% sure yeah. you can't you can't guess so Nick Walsh but I think subconsciously now um, referees know that they've got a backup they've got a fallback and I don't think it's about being scared to give a uh, decision I don't think Nick Walsh was scared to give a decision yesterday I just yesterday. think he was unsure I just think mm-hmm. he's been unsure yeah. yeah I was surprised he never gave it straight away honestly but when, yeah. you, when you see the pace of the ball and, and the speed that players move at it is a big ask um, but I was surprised that he never gave it straight away and obviously went to VAR and when you see it in VAR it's it's a clear penalty did you see the tug Barry when you yep. saw it live yep. yep you could see it Derek does that answer it for you and the position the yeah, referee was yeah, in as well was yeah. a, a very good position. Close to, yeah, you sure. could really see mm-hmm. what was yeah. what was going on with the the, the Aberdeen player and, and it, Golson. In fact, before I come back to you, Derek, do you think Derek's got a good point that pressure was put on the referees by the Celtic AGM saying, "Oh, penalty to Rangers"? Or, I don't, or, I don't or, really. Is that just a joke that. on the day? I, I, yeah. Listen, I don't really kind of. Yeah. If it's a penalty, it's a penalty. Like the game yesterday, yeah. I, th- I thought the two, the Celtic penalty. With the pull of the jersey, and obviously the Rangers uh, won with Connor Golson. But Matt made a good point right at the start of the show. They need to be clear on what sort yeah. of tug they're going to give a penalty. Is it any sort of tug? What we sure. don't know. Mm-hmm. And there's Derek saying, "Look, that shouldn't have been a penalty. Only in that." And same with the Mikey Johnson mm-hmm. because they're not going to. Connor Golson probably wasn't going to score, was he? But if you, but George, what do you think? See from that point of view, do you I think? Just be- but uh, Mark was saying a wee while ago there, yeah. I was under the impression that Mark should look me up in uh, a higher tax bracket than me right enough about football. But mm, I, so always thought, I, was under, <laughs> I was under the impression that any time you pull somebody in the books, that's a penalty. I mean, if you pull somebody at the halfway line, it's a, a foul. So I just thought any yeah. tugging in the book. I was always under that impression. I might be wrong, but I was always under that impression that that's the way it was, it was supposed to be like. Eh? Mm-hmm. 
Yep. And see the terms of blocking, that happens. Yeah. That's party set yeah, pieces. Yeah. You actually yeah. work on that in That's the right. training ground. Yeah. So I'm not buying into all this uh, blocking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was because the Rangers player Sam Lammers blocked uh, the Aberdeen player. No, he, he <laughs> lost his marker. And that's the reason why he had a pull on Connor Golson. And sort of just now that you've mentioned San Lammers, yeah. he should be scoring with that header. I, know, I mean, sure. he, re- he really should be. I mean, it's a it's a shocker, and that's what I'm talking about. You know, I know, I know that the, the penalty incident has dominated the yeah. conversation after it, but for me, the more pertinent point is about Rangers actually going to put Audrey and winning games. And when you put, and I know they had the woodwork and they pressed Rangers, <laughs> uh, they pressed Aberdeen, but Sam Lammers. You know, he's got to bury that header. It's a, it's a fantastic cross. It's a free header. He's moving on to it. And to put it straight into the goalie's arms, you know, is really poor. Derek, what did you feel about that and the game in general? Because what a chance you had to to get three points. Uh, Rangers always seem to struggle at Aberdeen. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I think Rangers need a better quality striker. Uh, that that ball should be in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were another one, I think, it was Cadwell that put it right across the six-yard line. Mm-hmm. Seymour should have gambled, he didn't. Mm-hmm. He hesitated and the ball went straight across. A good striker would have gambled and tapped it in at the back of the net. And another day, Rangers could have won the game 4-5-1. And can I say, Barry, uh, my, my mouth still stands, my cap is yep. now open, so oh. come in for a free roll one day, you're passing. I will do. I'll keep you to that. No Thanks, worries, Derek. Barry. Oh, it's only Barry. It's invited. What about Mark? Ah, oh, no, forget oh. about, forget about Martin, Paul. I forget about them. Derek, trust me, you'll be sorry. You'll be sorry invited. <laughs> you'll never see the back of now. What time do you open tomorrow? <laughs> in the morning. Derek, thanks very much. Oh. Cheers. Okay, Cheers. George, what did you feel? yesterday because I mean I listened to everybody you know John Hartson the other day I think said it as well when we said right, what do you think is going to happen at the weekend Big Everyone, John tipped 1-1 one, one. yeah one oh, yeah, yeah. Big John did yeah Big oh. John tipped 1-1 one, one. well there yeah. you are he got it right yeah. I think everyone else thought um, Graham Dorans was saying it's, Rangers are going to win up there as a Rangers fan how did you feel then when you came away with just one point and, and the end up I was glad to come away with one point and that's me being 100% yeah. honest yeah. I thought we were up there and win but I think it was bad it said we were earlier Mark him maybe we need to get Mayor. We need Mayor. If it's no Mayor of these players, we need to get better players in because it's just not happening. It's just, we can't afford to drop points. Um, I, I think the league title is still on, eh, Paul, honestly, mm-hmm. believe it. I think um, that they're, they're in a great shakes. Um, they're dropping points as well, but we're not mm-hmm. capitalising. That's a big problem. We need a couple of players in here to ruffle things up and uh, get us playing a wee bit better. And there is players coming on to a better game, but I just don't think we've got the quality, Paul. Ken, I, I think we're, we're missing... I've missed a few players and I can and my honest opinion is the, the big winger uh, I can't remember seeing him going past him they scored a couple of cracking goals for us but I can't ever remember him taking the ball past him the, and there's Rima Tondo came on yesterday yeah. and go, uh, go past a couple of people so maybe it's when we get full that so we'll maybe have a wee bit of a different injection into games ball yeah that's the frustration you look at the Rangers had 23 attempts on goal wow. 23 yep. attempts and 11 were on target and, that, and that's when you're going away to a, a, a tough place um, and, and that's the frustrating thing for me I thought Rangers after the first initial 10 or 15 minutes I thought Rangers played well they created a number of chances I think Derek made a point there about Cantwell where Seema he's got to gamble just get in um, throw yourself at it but Rangers created enough to win that game yesterday the only problem was they weren't ruthless enough and you've got to take these opportunities when your closest rivals dropped two points the day before any final thoughts on Chris Boyd's statement? I know Sky led on it at the start of the programme yesterday. About well, you look at look, Aberdeen were really poor. It was the last ten minutes or twelve minutes of the game at Celtic Park. Mm. Aberdeen they were good the first ten or fifteen minutes, and then Rangers dominated the game. 
They defended really well. They had a bit of luck, which you need in games. Um, but Rangers, I thought Rangers were pretty good yesterday. Is Mayowski a, f- a find? He's he's grown on me, Paul. He's grown on me. I like him. Good movement. Um, and it's a brilliant finish past a, a goalkeeper who's in tip-top form. Um, and his overall yeah. game as well. I, I wasn't too sure of him, but he's clearly a, he's a goal scorer and they're hard to find. Mark, his 11th goal of the season, Mayowski. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, what a finish it, it was. A left foot. Finish. I mean, it was... He couldn't have had it any better in terms of where it's placed. You look at the replays, I mean, at first I thought, well, maybe Jack, but I'm not saying he should be saved. I thought he maybe should have been slightly more over to his right. But still, when you look at the, the, the finish, it's a wonderful finish with his left peg, 19 yards out, and even just, you know, the timing of his run. Um, you know, Golson switched off. He's, he's taken advantage of that. Um, you know, he played against England for Macedonia. Yeah. He, he's a good player, and Aberdeen have got themselves um, a right good asset there. Ultimately, you'd want to keep him for the whole of the season but um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, a big money bid for him Could it come from the East End? Could Celtic come in? They need another striker for January or could it be Rangers? Well, I always think Paul whether it's Celtic or Rangers whatever it may be if you're looking at something in January then you know somebody like whether it's a, a Miofsky or whatever it may be if they're playing here there's no settling in problems they, they know the league they know the country they know the culture um, so that's always one thing that you would have um, in your favour Barry could you see him go to Celtic or Rangers? Well, he's shown that he could be good enough. Mm. Um, 11 goals you just mentioned there, Paul. Um, for an Aberdeen team that have struggled this season, let, let's be honest, but he's um, he's definitely an out-and-out goal scorer and, and he's he, he's decent link-up play as well. And I just mentioned he's an international. Why would you not look um, at, at players who are playing in the Premier League we've spoke about another player that we mentioned quite a lot Lauren yep. Shanklin another yep. goal at the weekend he's just a he's just a, a natural born goal scorer George what do you feel I mean you can't say every time somebody scores against Rangers or Celtic will sign him but what did you make of Mayowski I, I think he's a good player but I think it's one of these wasted conversations Paul I think that I, I don't know what the word I'm going to use here but I think, I think we're a bit too posh I think it's we 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 didn't go looking for players in Scotland and then Barry can you sell them any players have come into Rangers in Scotland but we didn't seem to do it. There's players just go through the net. I said about uh, Lewis Ferguson years ago and I was laughed at never yeah. be a Rangers player. He came to Hamilton. I said about the boys who's been doing the Mullwell, never be a Rangers yep, player. Husband. These guys score goals. You're absolutely I'm not right. saying they're going to take us to the Champions League final, but they've got to score goals <laughs> against the team to yeah. score goals for the new. So that's the thing. Can I just make one before you sure. been there away yeah. again about um Chris Boyd was I think yeah. his point was proven yesterday. Uh, and no, no, the result. But I mean, the left back boy yesterday. I think it was twenty minutes into the game. Uh, done a sliding tackle, and James Tavernier was up high fiving, and that's what you want to see. You want to see passion, but you never seen that two weeks before it. Barry Robson's out after the game yesterday. A two minute um, conversation, mm-hmm. greeting and moaning about a penalty kick. He never done that when his team was five goals in twenty five minutes or something. Like that. So I, I think Chris Boy was proved right yesterday. Like yeah, but he's a Rangers fan. You can't be bothered with that. You just got to go on and try and win these games. George, to be fair, I think when you're so close to beating Rangers or Celtic, and you think we're going to see the game out, and then you lose it. Yeah. I mean, they were scalped against Celtic the other week. But look, I, I get everyone's got a different opinion can I just check on Ryan Jack and see what we think here's the manager speaking about the injury to the Scottish international midfielder yeah we, we don't know yet I don't think it will be something for uh, a long time more short time but I don't know if he's going to be ready for Thursday I think it will be on the edge it's a bit worrying Barry isn't it with Ryan Jack the, um, yeah. the again I've, I've yeah. used this word a few times it's frustrating because 
Ryan Jack's for me when he's fit he's an important player for Rangers and him and Lundstrom struck up a right good partnership but yeah, I think he only played 11 minutes in international football and he's come back and he's he's clearly suffered another injury which um, will be a concern for for the Rangers manager George thanks for that call very good call Ross is on the line a Celtic fan good evening Ross Hi Paul how, how are you Eric? Yeah, yeah good how are you Yeah I'm alright Paul thanks um, No it was just obviously based on the game on Saturday and yeah. I think it's becoming evidently clear now that the signings that Celtic have made in the summer are just not going to cut it at Celtic and we really do need to go out and buy quality um, Tomorrow night we're basically on the brink of going out of Europe yeah. um, and I think I don't know what um, what, what, what the guys at the panel think yeah. but I think if Rodgers was to lose heavily tomorrow and then potentially drop points against Rangers at the end of December, I think his job could become under scrutiny because Celtic fans are getting frustrated now. Okay, I'm going to throw it to the guys. But of course, this isn't his team because the the players who were coming in in the summer were in the system. They were on the way in. And I heard that early on he talked about the recruitment department and sort of praised them. But it was obviously, it was a process. But look, there's Ross saying if it goes wrong, he could be off. Mark? Um, no, I don't believe that um, for, for a minute. That um, look, if they go out of Europe, and I think I, I agree with Ross. I think Celtic will get a Europe um, tomorrow night. I don't think they've got it in them to go and win in Rome. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think they are. Um, there's no evidence to suggest that they can go to Rome and win um, tomorrow night. Uh, even if Celtic do lose to Rangers on December the thirtieth, Brendan Rodgers will, will still be the manager, and rightly so. But look, the warning signs have been there. And Ross is highlighting it uh, on the back of a. Uh, you know, two drop points on Saturday at home to Mother. Brendan Rodgers cited it three months ago. Signings aren't good enough. <laughs> he made it clear he could see potentially some of the pitfalls that were going to come uh, ahead and, and he's highlighted it. So he's always said, I want better players. I want players that are game ready. I want players that are experienced. He's lost Startfelt, Moy and Jota. Not really... Um, replacement like Lagerbielka not, not, not a replacement he could Liam, be on the way out yeah, Liam Scales has been a wonderful find so that's been yeah, a real bonus sure. and credit to Rodgers mm-hmm. and his staff for working with him and seeing something in him but the warning signs are, are there so if things don't go well for Celtic over the next few weeks um, it's not on Brendan Rodgers it's not on Brendan Rodgers or certainly it shouldn't be sure. but there's a chance to correct it in January and Celtic have got far greater financial muscle than what Rangers have at the moment and Celtic need to use that to their advantage and go and get some proper players no more projects go and get some proper players Barry are you surprised at the deficiencies there's there's weaknesses in the Celtic team yeah and um, Mark says Brendan Rodgers did mention that a few months back and I've heard them mention it over the last couple of weeks as well he wants quality but he wants guys who have been there and done it say guys at 27 28 29 who have played a lot of games as when you look at Celtic when I watched the game and and uh, they're, they're just a it's a different look to them and I think he'll be desperate to to bring in players in, in January whether that'll happen or not who knows but I think they do need players Ross do you think some of the fans are beginning to think that Brendan Rodgers would go. Why would he go? Surely he'll get the money. And do you have confidence in him, personally, to get the right signings and uh, to turn around that form? Yeah, in terms of obviously Rodgers going, I think it's going to be the case of the John McGinn saga again. I don't think the board are willing to spend the money. And I think that's why we've ended up with our situation where we're signing four or five projects. 
to me, me, me personally, I would go and chat at the door of Aberdeen and say, right, Miofsky, how mm. much are you wanting for him? Yeah. If it's three or four million, but Celtic won't spend three or four million on Miofsky, they'll want to buy him for two million. And they'll want to kind of try and minimise spending high money as much as they can. And I think that's where the issues are going to come. And I generally do believe, I think Rodgers will get fed up here. And they'll end up in the same situation, but I think he'll end up walking away again. Well, that, that that's a different scenario from what you painted in your original mm. question. Or you made out as if, like, if they don't win, he should be sacked. That Celtic fans will be calling for him to lose his job. What you're saying is different. Um, what you've just said there in terms of being more that Brendan would quit out of frustration at not being backed. That's a different um, scenario. Look, there's a chance in there's a chance in January, and the message was loud and clear from the manager at the AGM as well, uh, and entering his media conference after it. I need better mm. players. The club deserve better players. The fans who have just spent another 130, 140 quid in Champions League, they deserve better players. They're putting their money in. They're putting tens and tens of millions of pounds into the club every year. They deserve better players. Ross, back to you. I wasn't sure that you were saying he should go. Um, was that what you were saying originally? No, no. So I, I personally don't want to see Rodgers go. Yeah. I just think that we're in a situation just now where... If Celtic keep dropping points, his job will come under scrutiny mm. and the board will need to make a decision because the fans won't talk with us. But I think it keeps getting put back on the manager and that's why I say there, Mark, mm. that I think his job will come under scrutiny. Now, me personally, I don't want to see that happen, but I think in order to back Rodgers and for Celtic to get into the Champions League and do well in Europe, the board need to spend money, which I don't think they personally want to do. They, Celtic would rather go out and spend somebody or spend money for six hundred thousand and sell them in three years' time for nine for, for nine million pounds, which is good in a financial aspect, but it's not good in terms of performances because you're relying on guys like Mikey Johnston yeah. and Yang. It's not going to get happen. you a result. You're right, but Mark, there must have been this conversation in Mallorca in the summer when he suddenly came back. People didn't think he would come back. Mm. Surely this has been discussed because he's been in the movie. He's known that the board didn't spend for the John McGinn, for example, mm -hmm. and he must have said. Are you up for this? To yeah. back me. They're not going to yeah. go out and spend 20 million, we no. know that, but, yeah. but Majofsky's a great example. Yeah, somebody like that, you know, you, you've got to learn from your, learn from your mistakes um, and, the, and the John McGinn uh, transfer situation was a mistake, not getting him. He was yeah. on a plate for Celtic and Brendan Rodgers wanted him, but he wasn't delivered. Um, so yeah, you'll see Jan's a chance to go and, you know, if there's been any rights, sorry, any wrongs, it's a chance to go and rectify that. And, and another thing I'll say, because I, I hear it all the time, and for me, it's the biggest cop-out ever, particularly when you're cash-rich, money in the bank. January's a difficult window. Give me peace. Go and do your jobs. Go and find some players and go and bolster the squad. Two Janneys ago, it was fantastic. O'Reilly Maida had Hatati. Is that all? No, I know you can't produce much, that all the how time. How much was that? Wow. How much did that cost? What would that be, Barry? What was two, Hatati about two? two Maida was, was one, one, and he, one, one point, and a half. Less, put it this way, less than five. five. Less than five three. million quid for the three. Wow. Barry? And the three players clearly improved um, Celtic so there is a, a way or it's been shown in the past that that window can be a productive window for you Ross, good call we need to go to the break thanks for calling 0808 17 17 700 I'm about to ask Barry what about Rangers in January The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy For your free energy home survey and a bespoke quote call 0800 233 Let's go It's the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy Thank you so much for tuning in every night or getting the app downloading it and joining those who have made the switch. Barry Ferguson is here. Mark Guidi, 
How did John Hartson's do go on Friday? He raised a bundle of money, didn't he, for the Beats? And it was a big charity event, Mark. And I, I heard some great things. Yeah, yeah. John um's Foundation raised over fifty thousand uh, pounds on yep. the day, and it was a fifty thousand uh, pounds donation made as a as a pledge to the Beats for for twenty twenty three. Uh, Paul, so yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a an enjoyable afternoon. Excellent. Big John will be with us later in the week. More about that shortly. Just looking at some of the headlines. Barry, with the Scottish Cup draw as well, can you give us the whole draw off your head? I don't think we want to hear the whole draw, but uh, Bucky Thistle against uh, Celtic. And well, what, a, what a draw for the Highland League team, but that'll, um, that'll get them a right yep. few quid, Paul, and that could, that could keep them going for the next five or ten years. Bucky, have you been there, Mark? Uh, not yeah, I've done. drank a few balls here. Do you know what? <laughs> I was just about to say, I've never ever, honestly, I've never ever tasted it in my life. I don't not? know. No, okay. I've, I've never, I've never. I'll bring uh, you a bottle on Friday. Yeah, if I could find the rest of the draw, I'd tell you what it is. Here, yeah. But yeah, you I know you'd have, Yeah, Air against Kelty Hearts, your old team there. Kilmarnock against Dundee. At this point, we normally do, Mark, if we were professional. Kilmarnock, the winner was in 19. When was that one again? 97. 70, oh, well done. I remember it well. Who scored the goal? Paul Wright oh, well done Morton against Montrose Inverness the runners up against Broomhill St Mirren against Queen of the South St Mirren winners in 87 yep yeah, is that right scorer yep. Ian Ferguson Ian Ferguson well yep. Brewer Rangers against Cove Rangers Clyde against Aberdeen Spartans against Hearts Bonnie Rig Rose against Falkirk Livingston Wraith Rovers Motherwell against Alloa, Ross County against Partick Thistle, who of course uh, won at the weekend against Queen's Park, Celtic against Bucky Thistle, Forfer against Hibbs, Airdrie St. Johnson, and last out of the hat was Dumbarton against Rangers. Which one's uh, Livy against Wraith Rovers? That's a, that's a banana skin potentially for Livy, and Wraith Rovers are liked by you, Barry. You know, this season for yeah, the promotion. I watched the game on yeah. Friday night against yeah. Dunfermline and they were exceptional. Wraith Rovers, Ian Murray's doing a, a brilliant job Barry's got some really good players in that team. They play an exciting brandy football. So, yeah, that's a potential um, banana skin for Livingston, that one. Motherwell, the winners in 1991. Yep, correct. Yep. Beat Dundee United 4-3 in the, the final. The Maxwell final. That's right, so he did. <laughs> I can't remember all the scorers that day, yeah, Paul, no. but yeah, it was a good... Yeah, I think the... Uh, the the Scottish Gas, Scottish Cup has thrown up some good uh, some good fixtures. For me, Spartans against Hearts. You know, yeah. Spartans beat a broth, Dick Campbell's stepped down. Mm -hmm. You think of Hearts a couple of years ago losing at Brora mm -hmm. in the Scottish Cup under uh, Robbie. So I think Spartan, Hearts, I think that's got a TV game written all over it. Airdrie St Johnston, Dumbarton mm -hmm. Rangers as well. Listen, yeah. Rangers will win the tie, but something about it, you mm -hmm. know, going to those wee tricky... Um, so yeah and, and Kilmarnock indeed Derek McInnes again against uh, Tony Doherty yeah. Um, so yeah I think there's four or five decent ties in there and Ian McCall's Clyde against Aberdeen which will be a tough one for Barry Robson see with the tiny wee grounds will they have them there will Rangers go to Dumbarton or do they try yeah. and do some kind of switch to get them no, I, I think they can't do that anymore yeah. No. Yeah. same yeah. at Bucky right. as yeah. well let's go on the lines Ross is on um, no in fact we're going to Kevin a Celtic fan now hi Kevin good evening well how you doing Paul you alright good how are you I'm good, I'm good mate, I'm good. Uh, could it be better after the weekend, but I'm doing not too bad. Yeah, were you in sort of, uh, yeah, were they keeping an eye on you after that late, late goal for Motherwell? What about the defending? Is your team big enough? You need a bit more height? Just need to switch on mate, you know, I, I really like Joe Hart, but I've got absolutely no idea what he's doing at that corner. I mean, I don't, honestly, sometimes he's just so frustrating, I'm not blaming him solely, but... Yeah. 
he's the goalie. He should be organising his box. See, somebody needs to take control, and he's an experienced international goalkeeper yeah. or ex-international goalkeeper. Yeah. He should be. He should be known better. And I didn't even. Paul, I'll be honest. I didn't even know Mullen had scored. That was in the motor. Oh, yeah. I was back yeah. in the motor, and then the commentator saying Celtic looking for a late winner. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me on. Yeah. Because I think they had 85 percent possession. So listen, I think overall. We did, it's not that we played badly, but we see we get to the final third. Sometimes, just the final ball wasn't there. The finishing, we had so many near misses. Uh, you can put it into bad luck, you can put it into bad finishing. Pick one of the two, I, I don't know which. Uh, but I, it's just so disappointing. And then you see Rangers dropping points the next day. It's an opportunity to miss for both sides, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. But I think Rangers will probably be kicking themselves a wee bit more than Celtic, because they played second. But... Yep. It's just so frustrating, mate. And, uh, Kevin, what, what about the lack of atmosphere? Sorry, what was the atmosphere like? Uh, Let me ask you, you were there. Uh, well, I watched on the, I watched on the Celtic TV. Uh, the atmosphere wasn't... It's just... It's flat, you can tell, Paul. I mean, yeah. those, those the Green Brigade... I've, I've said it to you a million yeah. times. That the Green Brigade are brilliant, brilliant at what they do. Mm-hmm. However, they can't just have, no, sure. just have yeah. free reign, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they need to behave themselves and... They kind of just have free reign, so but I think them and the club, like I said a couple of weeks ago, the, the club and the fans need to sit down, they come in amicable resolution, get them back in, get them to behave themselves, and take it from there. And uh, I and oh, and just to catch up with Barry, I know Barry's on the night. Yeah, uh, I did watch the Christmas advert, Barry, just for you, mate. And to be honest, I think you'll be in River City in May time. Like oh, I see, you know your stuff, Kevin. Brilliant, oh, that's great. <laughs> What kind of role do you think of, Kevin? What kind of part have you got them done for? Well, I think shell shoot Bob's not the, the mechanic anymore, so it's going to be shell shoot Barry. Shell-shoot Barry. <laughs> That's a real worry that you know exactly what's happening in River City. <laughs> Listen, what's going to happen tomorrow night in the city of Rome? What do you think? Can, will you win? I'm, listen, uh, uh, I'm, uh, uh, you, I think we've played well in every game. I think we've played well uh, uh, up until, until, we get, until we get the... Uh, the, the Maida sent half which yeah. we started confidently in Spain I think that we I think that I'm going to go for the win tomorrow night because I, I am no impressed by Lazio I think Lazio right. are every bit as inconsistent as us and I think it's just got to come down to who's got to be that wee bit more consistent than the other and I think I think it's going to be us I think what we can do it's got to be tough we've got some players missing but yeah. I'm no impressed with them but we'll see what happens Paul after Saturday yeah. you know I've, uh, you must be thinking how you're so confident after Saturday but yeah. I think, I think we, we need to do it. We need, we need, we need, Brendan needs to rally the troops, get these three points in the line because the boys deserve, the performances deserve more than what they've got. So they need to go out and get something tomorrow. Guys, what do you think? Uh, I mean, at, at some point, given that Celtic pretty much for the past decade haven't had, you know, really any great results in the Champions League, at some point that will turn and, and they'll produce something out of the ordinary that nobody's expecting. And if it's going to happen, then tomorrow night's as good a night as any because if you don't win, you're out of Europe. So they need to go and win. Can they do it? I don't think so. Lazio, I was at the game at Celtic Park the, the, the first game and I know Lazio get the, the, the stoppage time uh, winner and it was cruel on Celtic. That said, Lazio popped the ball about well. You know what I mean? They're a, they're a right good side. Maybe they are lacking a wee bit of consistency. Sarri's a top manager, so you know, playing in their own stadium uh, tomorrow night, I really I fancy Lazio. Um, strongly to win the game what, what do you do if you're Brendan Rodgers do you go for it or do you go and try and contain them for as long as you can and then maybe open up the last 20 minutes but is that the, what you the, would do Barry sorry yeah. 
What would yeah, you I think if you go for them, I mean, I know they're not having the best of season. I think they're sitting 11th in Serie A. Um, they've been a bit up and down. They still have good quality players. You've seen it at Celtic Park. So it'll be interesting to see what way he approaches the game uh, tomorrow night. Genuinely, when you go away from home in Europe, you try and contain them as long as possible and then you would make a few changes and open up and have a, a, go, a go at them the last 20, 25 minutes. But it'll be interesting to see what he does. Scoreline. What do you think yeah. he'll do? Well, he, he only plays one way, yeah, so it would yeah, go against yeah. his grain to, to do yeah. what you're saying. If it's me, I, I would agree. You know, it's the same like um, when you're down to 10 men uh, in, in Madrid a couple of weeks ago, you know, just keep it tight, yeah. try and shore yeah. it up. And that's what I would do tomorrow night, just see what kind of frame of mind lats you're in. But then if you do that, are you giving them the opportunity to get in the yeah. front foot? Because yeah, they're no, they're not playing brilliantly just now, but they've got, still got some brilliant players and a top manager. So. I think Brendan Rodgers will just go out the way that, that, that he always does and goes and try and wins a game for the start. Kevin, thanks very much for the Thank call. You. Cheers. All the way from the River Clyde to the Tiber. I'm just thinking River City for Barry then if he was uh, on the telly. I don't know. Did you watch Two Doors Down? No, I recorded it because I was watching the okay. uh, Dunfermline and Wraith Rovers game, Paul. Some things are more important than football. News is next. <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For your free energy home survey and a bespoke quote, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. Week Rangers in action on Thursday night at home to Limassol. Uh, looking to overturn what happened, what seems a long time ago, the end of the Michael Beale era. Stephen Davis was in the dugout for a couple of games and that seems a long time ago. Celtic in action tomorrow night. In fact, Brendan Rodgers will be in front of the media any moment now. So we'll bring you any news there. What's the injury update? And Celtic go from, well, the head's down for the fans. We heard from a few Celtic fans in the first half about how disappointed they were with the outcome. Loads of possession, Mark, but you need to turn it round and turn it into goals. But as Barry asked you, how do they approach it tomorrow night in Rome? I think Brendan will do what he always does. Paul, you know, home and away, he goes to try and win the game. He tries to go on the front foot, be offensive. And, and, and maybe that is maybe that is the scenario to go and do that tomorrow night if he thinks there's a bit of fragility just now uh, with Lazio, then, you know, don't try and not let them um, find a rhythm. But uh, as I say... There's no evidence to suggest they can they can go and do it, Paul. Celtic just don't seem to be able to find a way to go and nick something here and there. And it's not even about trying to nick a point tomorrow night. It's a victory. They need to go and win the game to stay in Europe. Otherwise, you're out of Europe after game five and there's nothing to play for with Feyenoord at home on uh, December the 13th. So it'll be wonderful if Celtic can get a win tomorrow night and it really livens it up for that final game of the, the six-game Champions League series. Cameron Carter-Vickers was speaking. He was obviously talking about Motherwell and others coming to Celtic Park and he said, when a team comes and presses you, it's different. There's more space for our forwards. So he's suggesting they'll get more space against Lazio because they will come under a lot of pressure. Yeah, but in terms of speaking about Motherwell, you've got to you come up against these scenarios, Paul, and you've got to have the quality. And I, just watching Celtic, I thought in the final third, they lacked that quality. Okay, like plenty of possession. 
but you get in that final third you want your difference makers certainly the front three and the, the forward think midfielders to go and do a bit of damage and we certainly didn't do that what are you thinking both of you about let's say home versus Turnbull Turnbull was in at the start of the uh, season look, uh, no doubt home could be a he's only 20, 21 is that right but you can see he's a good footballer but my opinion I think Turnbull is a, a better footballer at this moment in time Mark uh, I don't think Turnbull will start tomorrow night um, Paul if anything he might bring um, is it Bernardo the, the Portuguese midfielder maybe um, if he's fit um, bring him uh, back in for the European um, game there's also the option of Iwata and get in so there's two or three options again it depends and I always saying it's not a cop out but you know part of Brendan Rodgers and his backroom staff's job is to, is to study the opposition in detail and pick out what they think's potential weaknesses and which particular player that they have can exploit that weakness or if there's a particular danger man who would best to use to try and combat that so all of that goes into the the the, the process of picking a, a starting 11 but ultimately he needs to find a way whether it's from, from minute one or sit tight and go for it with five minutes to go whatever it may be they need to find a way of winning um, the game and you know it's not mission impossible you know this isn't Real Madrid or Man City they're yep. going to it's Lazio who are a very very good team but they're not unbeatable however Celtic's European uh, record in the past number of years just hasn't been anywhere near good enough as you said 20 minutes ago could change uh, I'd be surprised if we won't, went with two forward thinking midfielders I always tend to think when you go away from home you've got to respect your opposition two anchors in the middle of the pitch so they can support the, the two centre backs so um, who's that going to be the only one I can imagine or two sorry Awata and uh, Bernardo Bernardo and neither of them have sat have, you know set the header on fire they haven't no, no but I mean but Bernardo I, I like the look of him Paul he's yeah. got something about him but again he, he's not he, he's not Hitati you know what I mean so yeah. he, he's, he's he's off it but there's certainly potential there but that goes back to the original point in the summer that Brendan Rodgers made because he lost Aaron Moy who was a very influential player for Celtic and they've not really replaced him Brendan Rodgers spoke after the game, the 1-1 draw against Motherwell about breaking teams down and they had chances. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think that uh, we had it obviously in our last game and, and we're convincing in that. Uh, today, we weren't able to do that. And you've got to give Motherwell credit as well. Worked very hard, deep on the field, uh, organised and uh, made it really difficult for us. So, um, so yeah, but we'll look at ourselves and feel that we can um, create more with the, the amount of ball that we had but also then those opportunities to work the keeper when we got into good areas. Celtic fans, what are you thinking then about the weekend or what about tomorrow against Lazio? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Let's turn to Rangers, 1-1 yesterday. About Ryan Jack and the injury, he came back with an injury from Scotland, only 11 minutes on the pitch. Club v Country, Philippe Clement was asked about uh, Ryan Jack and that Club v Country. We can think about that. I've been in that situation also before as a player. That one moment you feel your, your body is uh, getting more difficulty in coping with, with both because you never have a rest moment. Um, so we will see in the next couple of weeks if we need to have this talk or not. But uh, I first want to speak with my medical staff about those things. Barry, you've done both successfully club and country. Is it an issue for Ryan Jack? It's a concern because obviously he's picking up niggly injuries and he's an important player for Rangers, Paul. Um, I know Sir Fuentes came in yesterday and I thought he'd done, 
he done well so Fuentes but I, I, I think you need a, a Ryan Jack with experience and know-how of the Scottish game you need him in there but in terms of going forward I would imagine Ryan Jack would want to be going to Germany he must do he's been a yeah. part of it all the way yeah because he missed the, the Euros yep. he did yeah um, you think the last wait. time yep, he, and it was an injury, injury. Yep. yeah and he missed the, the title running for Rangers yep, you know exactly. actually won in the league that, and then the, the, you know a few weeks later he missed out um, on that uh, and Steve Clark rates him highly mm-hmm. uh, Paul Steve Clark thinks he's a real important part um, of the squad and you know uh, I'm not saying that you, you dismiss what your manager um, wants obviously that's an important part of the conversation but ultimately it's Ryan Jack's mm-hmm decision he can't be forced to retire from international football it's his decision I'd imagine given that there's two friendlies in March and that's the only time that international football is going to interfere with the domestic calendar the other two friendlies will be once our season's finished so therefore uh, I think you find a, a solution you have dialogue between the club and country and you find a solution to make sure Ryan Jack if he's yeah. good enough to be selected by Steve Clark and I think he will be that he gets going to the Euros yeah, I, I think yeah. it's important that Ryan sits down with the medical staff and, and maybe they look at a way of managing his workload maybe you can't be out in the training field every single day maybe you might need to stay in and do a bit of gym well, that's what I'd done when I was getting towards the, the latter stages Did of my you? career Yeah, I would miss a Monday session um, and just spend it in the gym doing a bike or whatever so I'm sure Philip Camont will want him back fit and I, I think he's an important player for Scotland. Look, I know he's, he's not playing in with the, the three, McTominay, McGregor yeah, sure. and John McGinn just, just now. Um, but listen, he's a brilliant backup to have with the experience he's got on the sidelines if something does happen to one of the players. Manager spoke about Ryan Jack and the latest on his injury. Didn't know too much yesterday after the game. Yeah, we, we don't know yet. I don't think it will be something for... Uh, long time more short time but I don't know if he's going to be ready for Thursday I think it will be on the edge so what about the man that Barry mentioned and he started on Sunday Sifuentes uh, he's a different type than, than Ryan uh, but he did he did a good game for sure uh, after uh, after an injury coming back it's not easy against a good opponent uh, a game with with high tempo so it's positive and it's also credit to the to the medical staff, Kose, and, and and the work of the last couple of weeks that he trained really well, that he was fit to play 90 minutes uh, a game at this level. And the manager spoke about the chances Rangers had during the game at Petaudry. Hitting the crossbar, it's bad luck, it's a question of centimetre. We had other chances where we could have done better. But I see also the, the really top strikers like Haaland not scoring every opportunity he gets. So... Um, we're really demanding and we train a lot on those actions and the finishing, but I know also that it cannot be every time though. Barry, Tom Lawrence, that was some shot that cannoned off the bar. Yeah, it was a weird one. I looked at it, you never caught it flush, if you know what I mean. Um, but listen, sometimes you, you you come up against that where you're hitting the woodwork a couple of times and, and Russ, the goalkeeper, made some really good yeah. saves. He, he was there, he, he was in the right space at the right time in terms of, I think it was Balligan's header, anywhere else in the goal, yeah. uh, it's, it, goes in, it goes in the net, but then you've got to give the goalkeeper credit because he's, he's in the right position at the right time. So, yeah, I just think overall, the amount of chances that Rangers created and, and the amount they put Aberdeen under pressure, you've got to win games of football at like that. What there was th- enough chances within the game yeah. to win. 
and you found out yet again that your goalkeeper's really good. You mentioned the first. It's a brilliant stop they save. Had. I mean, yeah. see when you see actually behind the goal, mm-hmm. or sorry, behind the Aberdeen player and he's running through. Mm-hmm. Jack Butlins actually went the opposite way where the player was uh, putting it. And I think top goalkeepers are always brilliant with their feet in terms of making saves. And I thought it was a, a top class um, save, but he, he had absolutely no chance with Miofsky's, um finish because again you see that for the same area and it's, it actually goes out the post and comes back in so he'd, he'd absolutely no chance but for a Rangers point of view it's a it's a soft goal Paul um, obviously the, the centre forward comes off Golson mm-hmm. and then I think if you don't go and challenge you have got to drop straight away and the, the Rangers two centre backs didn't drop enough in my opinion It was route one wasn't it? The Aberdeen goal yeah, yeah, and and it worked, you know, from an Aberdeen point of view, it really was a well worked goal. It would have delighted uh, Barry Robson, and you know, Rangers didn't heed the warning signs of when uh, he was through one on one, you know, five minutes uh, before that when Butlins pulled off a, a top class save, and so is Roos. Roos has pulled off a cut. I think it was Danilo as well. He stood up. Why was it Danilo? Yep. Did the kind of mm-hmm. wee bit in a cute angle, but he stood up, um, hit his body. I thought Tom Lawrence's effort was. Was brilliant. I thought because it looked as though he had to take it early because the ball wasn't coming down quick enough. The Aberdeen player was going to uh, challenge him. He'd, he'd beaten Roos and deserved to win in that one. I really like Tom Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I think he looks a really yeah. right good footballer. Something different. I like. I like the composure that he has. He doesn't seem to get flustered. Um, he just kind of you know he seems to measure things, take his time, and uh, yeah, I was very uh, impressed with him. And I'm sorry I can't let tonight go by without mentioning Todd Cantwell's dive. Yeah. It was a shock. I was about to ask absolute you. Absolute yeah. shocker. Yeah. It really well, should be embarrassed do with that. that. I don't know, yeah. but it should be. And, and that's what I, that's <laughs> what I, I have to defend referees. Because you know, all the time we criticise it, and there's like a blatant example of, of a player trying to con a referee, of, of con the official, and he was very lucky to escape uh, a yellow card. But again, we, we can't well. I don't know, but it would strike me that Philippe Clement has no time for that. Would not be encouraging that kind of um, behaviour in any shape uh, or form. And I think that Todd, Todd Cantwell's probably got a bit of work ahead of him to, to convince Philippe Clement that he's got a future under him. Barry, do you agree that Cantwell should have been a yellow card? Yeah, he's dived, yeah. clearly. Um, no doubt about it. Um, I, I think Todd Cantwell is better in the middle of the pitch. I know he can play off the left but he's been playing off the right of late but I think to get the best out of Todd Cantwell he needs to play centrally but you're up against a player who I really like as well Tom Lawrence Mark's just mentioned him he's he's got real good qualities Tom Lawrence and I don't think he's fully fit yet but I think once he gets another few games under his belt he gets the fitness levels up. I think um, he can become an important player for Rangers. Overall, this is what Philip Clement felt about the game where Rangers had so much of the pressure, but it ended up 1-1. No surprises. Like I said, uh, a lot of respect towards them. It's a, it's a difficult team to break. Um, and if you go behind, it's, it's even more difficult. But the positive point from my side is that my team showed resilience today. They never give up. Also, not at the end of the game when you, yeah, you can have this feeling sometimes in teams that, that things don't go your way. You hit two times the crossbar, uh, a few good saves, your shot get blocked and people give up. I didn't see any player of that and I don't want any player of that. We spoke about that enough last couple of weeks. I want players who go full 
until uh, until the last second of the game. And they showed against Hearts that we can come back at the end of the game and they showed it again today. Barry? Yeah, I don't think he'll suffer fools. If you're not going to put the work in, um, he'll not have it and you won't be involved at Rangers. Um, that, that's that's clear. You heard them there. And he's been like that since he's come in, Paul. He, he wants a team. Listen, you can't play great every single game, but one thing is you've got to be able to get about the pitch um, and that's clearly one of the things that he's trying to improve at Rangers. That's now less than three weeks away, isn't it? Two weeks on Sunday. Was it Sunday the cup final? Cup final, 17th, yeah. yeah. So it's two yeah. weeks on Sunday. It's yeah. amazing, Mark. What yeah. are you thinking? They've met twice recently. They're going to well, I think it'll be a cracker. Won't it? Well, yeah. I think obviously yeah. they, they don't play again against each other now until um, Sunday the 17th. Um, they both got into that game on the back of European games mm-hmm. on, on the Thursday night. Aberdeen had nothing to play for. Rangers, if they win on Thursday night, should mean that they're safe yeah. home and dry so Batiste away from home means that they can maybe go there um, and they don't need to play uh, all their players um, but I think what happened uh, yesterday at the end that wee bit of edge that bit of controversy I think that will just you know add to the occasion of a of a, of a cup final and one I'm really looking forward to Barry looking forward to it yeah yep. yeah. look they need to bring the trophy back to Iroxworth says it since Celtic went out against Kilmarnock it's evident that that's what Rangers need to do and I think they, they will do it Paul um, I don't think it'll be easy but um, no Rangers will, will hopefully be bringing the trophy back to Ibrooks. and that's the first trophy in the cabinet that should give you a confidence booster and obviously leading into the I think there's an important game what 10 11 days after that sure 12 is 12 days after yep. that the 30th of December before well, that 13th days yep. <laughs> what, but, yeah. I thought it was the 28th why am I thinking it's the 28th yeah. listen if you want it rearranged you must Barry, have the 28th <laughs> <laughs> what about the he's claiming it as goal of the season how good was Garnacho's goal what do you think ridiculous yeah. ridiculous strike yeah. um, and obviously the big argument is who's is the best yeah is it his or Rooney's what do you think they're so similar uh, they are their technique is so similar yeah. as well mm-hmm. um, what oh, do you I think I, I, don't I know. know I see they're showing you pictures of both mm-hmm. of them together we're obviously seeing Garnacho's uh, goal time after exactly time they're exactly the same mate. Ah, they are yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. phenomenal technique I'm Mark. going Garnacho why I well I think for, well <laughs> actually <laughs> yeah. it depends what you want why to look not? at why not but, but he's, connect, he's connected <laughs> with it properly he's beaten Pickford all ends up Wayne Rooney it's come off his shin do you give him more credit for the fact that it came off his shin they still managed to do that he's not connected with it properly but I just think you look at Garnacho's movement I think he's had to make a lot of ground up because the cross has gone look they're both sensational but I would just ever so slightly give the edge to, to Garnacho Barry I thought would you give it to Garnacho yeah I, I think it's a bit further out in the angle as well where Garnacho um, hits it from I think he just he just nicks it and in England um, at the weekend Man City Liverpool it didn't live up it to its building, building did yeah, it yeah I was disappointed I expected more poor of him if I'm being honest with you do you think it's because it's the early kickoff, 12 o'clock or 12.30 no no I no. just think it was one of the games that um, both sets of teams and players just weren't at the level that you're used to and Mark for um, Ange you know they're talking now that's yeah. a few games without a win themselves we know all about the injuries they went ahead mm. what, what do you think I oh, the, the, the super Sunday yesterday Paul watched <laughs> all that game the telly Aberdeen Rangers <laughs> yeah. uh, Spurs v Aston Villa and, yeah. and, and then uh, Everton uh, v Man United but um, 
one thing you could see early on I think it might have been Alan Smith that was co-coms and after three minutes I think he said there's no way this is going to be nil-nil I think first of all credit to both managers and Postacoglu and um, Unai yeah. Emery I mean both teams really going at it Hammer and Tongs um, Spurs you can see they're missing definitely I know they're two centre-halves but I think they definitely miss Madison yeah, there's no doubt Madison makes them tick um, and then for Aston Villa to come from a goal uh, behind and a, a lovely winning goal from from Marley Watkins, yeah. you know what a what a finish um, that was, and a brilliantly, you know, real entertaining ninety minutes. And and John McGinn yeah, getting uh, yeah. man of the match, skip on the side, you know, spraying the ball about, putting in a good shift, and uh, for him to go and get man of the match in that company speaks volumes for him. Barry, you love what he does, John McGinn. Yeah, just improvement. Yeah. Oh, since he's he's been down south, um, and Unai Emery, I, I think, has made him a better player. You can see that they're a, they're a better team. He's done an unbelievable job there. And you look at the team that Aston Villa have got. They've got a tasty team. Yeah. Very good players. And um, I fancied them to, to go down to Spurs and, and get the three points. For the simple fact is, I don't care how good a team you are, but if you're missing that amount of players that Tottenham are, um, you're always going to struggle, Paul. And final words, Newcastle, what performance for them against Chelsea. So what a job he's done yeah, there. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean and the atmosphere at St James's Park yeah. is is electric. Although have you seen the owners have said they need to turn up the volume, the fans. Seriously. It's one of the noisiest yeah. noisiest yeah. places um, to play well, your football. One of the co owners has said we need to be louder after the win. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Jamie Rubin oh, Georges are no be happy with that. Yeah, no, they're not. <laughs> So Jamie Rubin, who owns 10% uh, of it, also said we need to match the intensity of the players with our support. I mean, that club said the support when they didn't have a team really over the years. So Jamie, great family, of course, the Rubens. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Uh, Rubin, yeah, I'm sure some of the Newcastle managers yeah, wind your neck in a bit. A wee see, bit I know you're yeah. talking about Newcastle, yeah. but the amount of money that Chelsea have spent, they're, they're not in a good place at this moment in time. And again, you can look at all the managers that they've had. It, it, it clearly goes deeper than the manager because you're not going to tell me Pochettino is a bad manager. You're not going to tell me Frank Lampard was as bad as what was made out. So that whatever it is, Graham Potter, um, whatever it is, there's something fundamentally wrong at that club that that, that goes way beyond who the head coaches. So Aris are saying there's a virus in the camp, Barry, ahead of the game. So be careful. For Thursday, we'll see. We're going to talk about that and also all the other games just after this. If you want to call Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi, you know the number 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. We've got Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi. And Paul Cooney. Well, you can't have everything. So, but, <laughs> I meant that about me. Barry, uh, like, can I be Barry has uh, had a day out yesterday and you deserve it after a, a hard week's work. A um, couple of hours on Friday night. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. You know, hard week. Barry, how are you feeling? Because you, you, you I'll wouldn't be, I'll yeah. be honest, a bit tender, Paul. Feeling sorry yeah. for myself. But listen, you've you've got me through it. Um, so just looking forward to my wee um, chippy later on. Right, chippy, not chicken soup or something? No, no. you're going to chippy. Yeah. What is it then tonight? Shoshi supper, four pickles and two fritters. Oh. At 20 past seven, please. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Mark. <laughs> yeah. No, unfortunately, I'd love to. And a bottle of brew. Tony yeah. was asking for you at 21 yesterday. Yeah, I'll need to go in. I've not been in for a while. Indeed. Yep. 
So that time, you're getting excited for Christmas, Mark? Oh, Are the girls? Yeah, 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 yeah. Get, get, looking forward. Yeah. Think the cheek is up. Yeah. The weekend, Dan will put it up. So, um, <laughs> aye, uh, I'll yeah. supervise. Uh, yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. I love it. Yeah, last week in November, next yeah. weekend, all kicks off, doesn't sure it? Does, uh, yeah. That's it. So, yeah, it's, it's a great, great time of year. Barry, you favourite time in the year. Oh, well, you're, off to, you're off to fly with the advert. How's it doing? Is the. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's in an offer of Riverside. Yeah, Shell Suit Bazaar. I've had a few inquiries, Paul. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised. What was that one Ali McCoy was in, remember? A, sh- a, a shot at glory. A shot at glory. <coughs> yeah. With Bob Duval. That's right. Fantastic. A shot at glory. With Super I'll not give up my day job, no. that's for sure. No, no, no. I tell you, I, I just, yeah. the, the theme tune was playing in the background there. I was watching the Strictly Come Dancing results show last night. What else? They had let's... Let's go was going and, oh, and was one, it? one of the songs. Yeah, it was. For sure. It was playing. And, uh, it was. It was. Great. I was also expecting a call up. They came on while yeah, I was watching I the, the, the lap of honour. <laughs> <and, laughs> Anton de Beck. What did you think oh, of that? Anton, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stonewaller. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and Christmas at the Ferguson household. They all come together. Yeah. 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 Love it. The kids and um, yeah. you know, Missy's mum and dad, mother-in-law, father-in-law. You, you, you can't beat it. Good bit of grub, yeah. a couple of drinks, and that's that's what Christmas is all about, yeah. and it's spending out with the family. Do you give the butler the day off and all that, or the, the staff? <laughs> I knew he was. <laughs> Where was this going? I know. No, can't wait. Looking forward to it. Right, it's a few St. Mirren fans on saying, let's give Should, Surely, place. before you go into it, yeah. right, sure, you obviously watch a, a film the night before. Yep. What mm-hmm. one do you watch? It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, yeah. that's brilliant, isn't it? What do you film? watch? Elf. Oh, Elf, I oh, love that. Yeah. James Caddy. Oh, 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 it's Santa Claus. Is that the right one? Great. No. It's yeah. <laughs> oh. a great movie. Isn't yeah, it's it? a bro- I love it. I love it. Oh. Brilliant. Love Actually. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a good like one. I love yeah, Actually. Yeah. One. Yeah, with Hugh Grant. I like that. Uh, I like that one. Uh, <laughs> right, back to the football. <laughs> Must be. Fans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and between now and Christmas, we'll. Uh, uh, brilliant, isn't it? Oh, uh, it's great. What was in Mirren, Mark? Your old team. 1-0 against Livingston. Not a classic, but after the result at Dundee the other yeah. week, they needed it. What are you thinking about St Mirren? Great. I mean, obviously, they, they, they go to Ibrox this weekend, yeah. don't they? Um, Sunday afternoon, so it's a tough, tough one um, to go there. But it was important to, to, to get that win. Another so one for Livingston. Six defeats in the trot. Yeah. Leaves them rooted at the bottom of the table. Um, again, for St Mirren, it was just, as we say sometimes, Paul, it's not going to be pretty, but you know it's it's job done, and it shows a good mentality at the club. I'm saying back by the the Paisley buddies, the supporters are absolutely buzzing just now, seeing good things from Stephen Robinson and the players, and uh, long may it continue. Yep, they're on 22 points after the 13 games. Rangers 28, Celtic on 36, having played an extra game. St Mirren have also got a game in hand, as you know. Barry, what are you thinking about St Mirren? Can they keep it going? Yeah, when, I think yeah. they'll finish comfortably in the, the top six. Don't ask me what position, no, but sure. um, yeah, after last season, brilliant season, and they've kicked on again. Mm-hmm. Kicked on again, signed some decent players that have made them stronger. They don't, they only worry... I think the manager will have if they collect a few injuries because they've not got the biggest of squads but again they've had another brilliant start to the the season they certainly have Hibs winning 2-1 against Dundee big one wasn't it for Nick Montgomery to get two in a row some great saves from the former international keeper David Marshall Barry I saw it in the highlights Mm -hmm. he's still he's got some wonder saves in him yeah he's he's still a quality goalkeeper I know he's getting on a bit but you can still produce um, 
big moments and that's certainly what he'd done at the weekend for Hibs he sure did 2-1 Tavares Tavares scoring in 16 minutes Lewis Miller good goal the header he was sent off after two yellow cards and it was Beck who scored his first ever goal I know you were impressed by the young yeah, player yeah yeah, yeah he did he, he looks a partner I think you know Tony Doherty really recruited well, Paul, at the summer. He didn't inherit a lot of players, you know, there was a lot of changes at Den's part, but no, he's gone in and, and recruited well. They'll feel unfortunate not to have got a point um, out of that game. But when you look at the table for Dundee, I think if you'd have said to, to Tony and Stuart Taylor, you know, you'll have 17 points after 13 games, you'll be in seventh position, they'd have taken that all day long. Yep, Hearts on 20 points after 13, Hibs on 18, so the next derby will be a big one if they continue to win. Barry, what about that for Hearts 1-0 against St. Johnson? Shanklin gets the goal, but it was Liam Boyce who looked as though it was him at first, and you've always liked Boyce, and they've missed him. Yeah, I think that's a very good partnership, Boyce and, and Shanklin. Um, I don't know why he's not been playing as, as often as I thought he would um, I don't know whether it's injuries or, or lackey for him but listen he's got good qualities Liam Boyce um, clever clever football player and Lauren Shanklin what I say is at the start of the show does what Lauren Shanklin does and that's put the ball in the back of the net Stephen Naismith was being mentioned you know on the watch list for managers has he turned that round now has he taken himself off the watch list as he heads up towards the top of the table you know near yeah, the top yeah. well yeah. I mean you know, now in the fourth uh, position Paul yeah. that was a big win and again it just shows you they, they can mm -hmm. they can dig in but they have got quality up front we all know Shankland and Boyce I've got a bit about them they're proper players I, I like Alan Forrest as well I think he yeah. brings a lot um, uh, to the team they've potentially got Craig Gordon um, on the way back Halkett will be a good one for them to get back to um, at the back so yeah I think there's a there's a corner um, being turned for, for Stephen Naismith but he'll know himself he could very quickly fall back into um, you know being, being under the microscope again and I think Rangers go to Tynecastle quite soon maybe in a, a week or two um, time so yeah uh, good one and that's a big one in the Scottish Cup for them um, in January too a potential slippy one away to Spartans it sure is Barry I saw the crowd there 18 nearly 19,000 that's a it's great isn't it in Edinburgh Hibs as well are getting big big crowds yeah listen they, they certainly pay their money to support their team um, Hearts and uh, as I said they, they're a, a set of fans that demand um, and when results don't go for you um, obviously they'll make their, their voice known um, but he's picked up a couple of results what I think was important for Nasey and he'll hope to continue that in the, the coming weeks for Kelly the away form's not been great but they got a point Barry yeah I mean obviously new manager kick up at Ross County Derek Adams um, first game in charge I'm sure they would have come back down the road but you always want to come back down with the three but I'm sure he would he would take a point and, and move on the cell started on the bench didn't he Mark it's a, it's a point one probably up at Dingwall or for Kilmarnock yeah for Kilmarnock yeah I, mean, yeah I think you know anything um, on the road Paul and particularly when there's a you know, the so called new managerial uh, bounce into that so Derek would have been would have been wary um, and yeah I think to get a point a clean sheet um, albeit they've not not scored but I think probably Derek Adams you into the job in Dingwall and Derek McInnes both have been fairly satisfied with that yeah, because here is the table. Celtic on 36 points after 14. Rangers on 28 after 13. St Mirren 22 after 13. Hearts on 20 after 13. Hibs have played one more, so they're on 18 points. Just one point ahead of Kilmarnock. You almost forget that, Mark, don't you? That Kelly have quietly moved up 
two, one, two, three, four, five, six position uh, yeah. in the table, along with Dundee, who are in seventh, Motherwell in 13, along with Aberdeen, Ross County and St. Johnson on 11, Livingston on 10. How big was that result for Stuart Kettlewell, Barry? Because, you know, we're always praising him, but that was nine games without a win. I know it wasn't a win, but you weren't expecting anything at Celtic. No, I, I thought, if I'm being honest, Celtic would have won that game pretty convincingly, but you've got to give Stuart Kettlewell and the Motherwell players... Um, Every bit of credit they deserve. Set up really well. They, I know Celtic had the vast majority of possession, but they never really cut them open much. Um, and listen, you'd be them going back down in the bus to, to Muddle. Absolute delight that we taking a point. He would indeed, because it was um, it was a really tough October November for Muddle. Yeah. Just suddenly went wrong. Yeah, but they they, they dug in uh, and and they still need to keep going because you know we want to get closer to the top six um, as soon. As possible, but that would have been a wonderful result. You just, you know, like as Paul Barry knows, you know, they're real good buds for the first time in a couple of months going into work today. All of the players have been desperate to get in, they'll be feeling good about themselves, training will be buzzing, players will be looking forward to, to, to the weekend um, again. And that goes for everybody at the club, it's not just about the dressing room, it's about everybody that works at a football club because they all feel it. Results on a Saturday set the tone for a football club on a Monday morning and credit to, to, to Motherwell for getting that point. And just looking to the Scottish Cup, it was a big win, wasn't it, for um, Partick Thistle, Barry, 3-0 against Queen's Park and uh, the Jags are back on form. Yep, um, brilliant result. Um, Queen's Park are, are struggling of late. Yep. They, they need to, I know it was the Scottish Cup, but they need mm. to start now winning games of football because um, if you look at the, the squad they've got, Paul, Queen's Park have got a good team. They just need to start, obviously, um, getting some points on the board or they could be looking at going back down to League One. For sure. Mark, I see that Partick Thistle have got Ross County and that'll take them back. They'll have um, flashbacks yeah, to the league decider. When, what, they were three up with 25 minutes oh, to go. Yeah, they, 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 they were cruising and, and probably should have yeah. won the game at Fur Hill in the first yeah. leg more, sure. more comfortably. They really put the whole thing... Um, to bed but yeah they'll go back up to, to, to Dingwall might be a few nightmares uh, mm. for some of them going back up Ross County obviously now have a new manager yep. Chris Doolan's still in charge at, at Partick and they just need to find that level of consistency um, as best they can but there's no doubt they'll make it tough um, for uh, the Staggies um, on January the 20th well we sort of screen test them for sports in case the Staggies I know loves it, let's <laughs> screen test them then so uh, St Johnson last winners of the Scottish Cup and when? 2021 well done I was there and who did they beat in the final they never, beat Hibs Hibs in the final that's right well yes. done and Airdrie. it was a yeah. um, uh, a header from the big fella Sean. at the back post big Sean yep indeed he came up with some important he goals for St Johnson during oh, that yeah. period well, the, the, the Levy game as well in the mm -hmm. cup final Sean Rooney, get both. yeah big yep. Sean Rooney in both uh, both finals yep is he, he's yep. down at Fleetwood that's right he yeah. moved down there mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, Big Mac they call him down at Fleetwood don't they and um, what about Airdrie here's the final one runners up in 1995 Pierre Van Hoydonk goal from a Tosh McKinley cross I tell you he's going to be on sports team isn't he hello and if Scott Sport comes hello? back hello <laughs> well I've got a couple of jackets for it <laughs> uh, Barry everyone was saddened to hear yesterday Terry Venables a great figure in uh, English football and also when you think about it Barcelona manager as yeah, well yeah I know you, you forget about yeah. that um, and, and some of the jobs that he, he had in his managerial career were, were some top clubs and yeah. you, you obviously know how high a regard people 
um, Haverman yeah. when you listen to like Gary Lineker David Seaman all these guys I was listening to yesterday yeah. talking um, how good a, a manager and coach he actually was um, in 80 years of age so yeah it was a sad day for uh, for many people yeah. yesterday and Mark you were uh, president of course of the Football Writers Association Scotland it wasn't in your year but he came up didn't he and spoke, he did. spoke yeah, well yeah. didn't Jim, he uh, Jim Black was oh, the yeah. uh, Jim, Jim Black was yeah. the the president and, and, and Terry came maybe to, to yep. Glasgow 2004-2005. Okay. Of, of course, he signed Steve Archibald. Ah, Bolt, took Steve Archibald to the new camp and they, they won the title. That's right, yeah. From Clyde to the new camp. I know he didn't go uh, directly there. He yeah. was, what, Aberdeen, Tottenham. He was amazing, wasn't he? Yeah. Played and he, he Steve for years, didn't he? What a professional. Yeah. Oh, that's right, Top professional. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Eltel, remembering him, Terry Venables. Quick break and then we're going right back on the lines just after this. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Tailored and renewable energy products to suit your commercial and domestic needs. Let's go! And we're heading to Cumbernauld, actually on the line by chance. It's Connor in Cumbernauld. Good evening, Connor. Hi, good evening, Paul. Good evening, guys. How you doing? Yeah, good. Hi, thanks. Connor. How you yeah. doing, Connor? Hi, not bad. Are you near the, um, the old Inns junction? No, that's no. the other side of the yeah. to me, thankfully, so doesn't good. They, they affect on me. Yeah. Um so Connor, what did the game have what effect the Rangers result yesterday, one one? Yeah, well uh, the result itself was um <laughs> on one hand you're frustrated because that's back to back games against Aberdeen we failed to win. Um and that's not ideal going into a cup final against the same opponent. Having said that um, I do think yesterday it was all about us just not being clinical enough. We had the chances to win two or three games, and we just didn't take them. Because uh, after Aberdeen scored, which was utter schoolboy defending, um, and was almost a mirror image of the goal that we conceded um, against Celtic at Ibrox when Kyogo got in between our two defenders and got yeah. through. Yeah. Um, so it's not the first time we've seen that. But after that, I didn't feel Aberdeen really. Posed much it wasn't like they were yeah. you know we were worried they were going to score again yeah. it was just all about how we did yeah. uh, but I have to ask as well because I feel it needs asking should Barry Robson not be getting cited by the SFA for his, his comments in his press conference because for him to say it's not a good look for Rangers to get another decision what what is he trying to imply there that feels to me like he's trying to call into question mm-hmm. the integrity the officials in the game and that's we know that's something that managers aren't supposed to be doing Alright I'm going to throw that to Barry let's hear what he did say Yeah I've, I've watched it back if we're going to stop the game all the time I think I think when you see it he's been blocked so he's trying to get back to him if we're giving penalties like this or fouls where are we going with this you know it's, it's everything scrutinised so what I would ask um, so VAR checks that and why did it not check Goldson on Pulvara? Was that not checked just after it? If we're going to check everything, we need to make sure that we do everything we do it right. Barry, what would you say? I just think it's frustrating in his part because his team held out for to 90 minutes. Mm. Um, but it's a clear penalty, Paul. We've, we've spoken about it at the start of the show. I, I, I can't see why um, he's got any complaints with it. Um, but should he face consequences for what he said, Barry Robson? And what's he meaning? No, I, I think they'll just look at it as in frustration, Paul. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because Rangers have, have got the, the equaliser and should have went on to probably get the, the, the winner because it was an unbelievable chance. I had forgotten all about it until yeah. Mark had mentioned it with Sam Lammers. Matondo done brilliant, yeah. great cross in. And you've got, you've, you've got to score that. 
Mark, what do you feel? Because uh, Connor's saying, with the comments of Barry Robson, what is he saying? Should he face, face consequences? Well, I mean, I, I've from the clips that I've heard and, and, and watching Sky yesterday, I, I don't think he's questioned the integrity of the officials. I don't think he's labelled them cheats or anything like that. So what I would ask is, I don't think he should be called up, but if Connor thinks says what what exactly has he said that that's that's completely out of turn? Well, what he said was it's not a good look. Rangers getting another late VR decision. What does he mean by that? Because to me, that's him implying that there's something else going on. Now we know, you know, because we've heard it coming for years for, from uh, you know certain people about the idea of some sort of conspiracy, which we know is nonsense, right? But when Barry Robson's saying that. To me, I'm listening to that going, what do you mean, Barry? Why is it not a good look? Rangers getting a penalty. Not just it's a bad decision, but it's not a good look. So why is it not a good look then? I don't understand. You know, he needs. I think, at the very least, he should be asked to clarify what he's meant there because you could certainly no, I don't, I don't, that. I don't think so. Calling into question. I don't think so. Um, Connor, because if the SFA and the SPFL had to get involved in every press conference where they want to say, well, what do you exactly mean by that? So as long as the manager stops short, then I don't think, because otherwise you'd be hauling up most managers um, every week. Now, if he actually goes on, because we don't know, we're not in Barry Robson's mind and only he can um, go on, but if he's not going that far, then I don't believe that he should be um, called up because you're, you're opening a... a a can of worms because you you be getting managers and players up all the time. and also as well sorry Connor also as well what we don't want to do if you're going to get called up for that you're as well not having pressers you're as well not having live interviews yeah. because otherwise you will get the cat sat in the mat and that's no good for you and it's certainly no good for us mm. I, I no I, I get that but I just feel like I, in this day and age managers have to be very careful when words with situations like that because to me if you say something like that now, he might only no, but, 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 he's actually, but he has been very careful but, with what he said Connor yeah. that's the yeah. thing no, he has you, been very careful you, with it so you can just imply that there's a potential why is it not a good look for Rangers to get a penalty that doesn't make sense to me because that's not saying you're not saying there, look, it's not a good look because that's a bad decision um, he's pulled the jersey and by the way the pull happened before the block so he was, he was wrong in that mm-hmm. You can't, when you say it's not a good look, you open the door that allows that conversation to take place about the corruption and the conspiracies again. That's my issue with it. Um, I feel like we need to stop because we hear it all the time about Rangers penalty, penalty. Well, Celtic have had eight penalties this season and they got a penalty on Saturday for a tug and there was nowhere near as much of her about that because it was the right decision, just as ours was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's the point I'm making. I just feel maybe call out you don't think it's the right decision but don't say it's no good look for a certain club to get in his words another late penalty because every penalty we've, we've had in my opinion maybe one that I'm missing have, have all been stonewall penalties and most people have agreed that so uh, why wouldn't it be a good look if it's the right call That that's what I'm saying well his opinion it's not the right call yeah. he doesn't think is it no I think it is a penalty you think it's a penalty Barry thinks it's a penalty but he's a, and it's also the, the circumstance in terms of the frustration it's the last minute or the stoppage um, time but to go back to your original point should Barry Ferg- um, should Barry Robson be hauled up for those comments I don't think so no Connor can I ask you I'll tell you yeah. what's a bad decision he's what? Aberdeen player pulling yeah. Connor Golson's yeah, shirt sure. yeah. 
See, that's a, the bad decision. From a Rangers point of view, Connor, you're a big Rangers fan. How worried are you that you didn't get the points yesterday? You didn't get the three points? Because you went in with massive confidence. Philippe Clement has hardly put a foot wrong. But we heard this when Michael Bale came in. People have forgotten. Rangers were on a great, great run. But then couldn't win the vital games. What's different this time? Well, there is there is a clear difference, you know. Philip Collins a proper manager. Michael Beale, you know, was a snake oil salesman, realistically. Um, mm. And the difference has been that you see, he hasn't got the big results. But when Michael Beale came in, we got the wins, but just we were scraping over the line. Under Clement, up until yesterday, we've been pretty much perfect. You know, we went to a cup semi final against Hearts. We won that. Um, Michael Beale lost his first cup semi final. Um, so already boxes are being ticked. Um, there's a long way to go and the reality is Clement has had to inherit a, a team of players put together by Michael Beale that there's a number of them that, that simply aren't good enough um, and, and that's the difference and these are guys that Beale scouted you know in mm-hmm. Dessel's case I mean and, and Barry you'll, you'll know this as a Rangers captain in the past as well it said a lot about where Clement is with Serio Dessel's that we are desperately needing a goal to get back into that game yesterday and he doesn't even get a look in on that bench. He's no interested in him because he knew that, in my opinion, Dessers wasn't going to be the answer. Barry, what do you think of that? Yeah, well, a lot of money was spent on him. Yeah. Um, and Sam Lammers, I know he came on uh, for the last part of the game. <clears throat> but I, I think come January, Paul, I, I think you'll see a, bit, a fair bit of movement. Mm-hmm. I say it's maybe one or two. I think there could be a bit more movement okay. in terms of bringing players in and obviously players will have to leave to make way for other players mm-hmm. coming in. Um, but listen they created enough chances to win the game pretty comfortably yesterday they just weren't in my opinion ruthless enough because in the past that's one thing about them is they've got the goals at the important times Is it shaking your belief though that Rangers can or will catch Celtic? Yeah I still think there's every possibility Um, but just like the game yesterday you'll be coming back down in that bus and being frustrated I don't think you'd be disappointed and in the, in the performance because I thought large parts Rangers played some decent stuff and created enough chances it's just a frustration when your fiercest rivals drop two points a day before and you can't capitalise on that Mark uh, had Rangers won yesterday Paul I'd have put them down as being capable of winning the title now they, obviously they still can it's yeah. still in their hands but for me that, that was a, that was a measure of still where they remain at the moment and I know that's I'm not having a go at the manager I think the manager's proper and if he can get the chance to go and wheel and deal and bring in two or three in January that he feels he needs then there's a right good chance particularly if they don't lose at Celtic Park at the end of um, December but uh, for me given the fact that the Rangers Celtic left the door open for Rangers yesterday they've not taken it suggesting to me and given the financial power that Celtic have should they wish to go and flex their muscles financially in January I still have Celtic clear favourites to win the title Connor, you made a great point there about Cyril Desers then not coming on. I, I feel, with respect, you're a bit unfair to Michael Beale. Mm. He'd be many things. He was not a snake oil salesman. Yeah. He was came in as a manager of Rangers. He was chosen by your directors to lead the club. And this time last year, everyone was hailing him. So I don't like when somebody's yeah. gone off the stage. He can't answer for himself, Connor. Listen, you make great points yourself, but I, I think that's a bit unfair. Well, it is unfair to Michael Beale. Yep, you're right, Paul. Yeah, absolutely. Right. To be fair, because yep. when somebody's gone, it's great. Listen, you know? as I said, we, 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 yeah. we had a debate, we had a debate with Derek. Yeah. About, uh, this last week about one of the, the, the Rangers players, can't remember who it was, um, but um, 
Yeah, Michael yeah. Bale. If you don't fancy him, you don't rate him. That's sure. fine. Yeah, but it was Lon Shanklin. Sh- that's right. it, Lon yeah. Shanklin. Um, if you don't fancy somebody, you don't rate them. That's fine. But, but I wouldn't. You don't need to lower yourself to comments like that because it's not fair. Connor, thanks for calling. We hope you come on again soon. Football is such a it's fickle, isn't it? One minute you're king of the castle, or queen of the castle. Uh, I, I think with that game yeah. yesterday, he would have been really happy with large parts. But then it's also sometimes you take a step back and think, right, there's still a fair bit of improving needing done um, and I'm sure he'll want to bring in his own players and it'll be interesting to see where he believes that he needs to strengthen yeah. Yeah. that's what I'm really looking forward to the exact words that Barry Robson said was for me it just doesn't look good another VAR decision going for Rangers in the 90th minute again it doesn't look good I'm just frustrated so many decisions have gone against us this season I think we could be sitting in a much better position than we are but we keep going those were his words Mark, you've been listening to a bit of Brendan Roger there speaking in the Stadio Olimpico. Yeah, uh, just at three bullet points, Paul. The, the key to it for Celtic tomorrow night, in Brendan's opinion, is that they keep 11 players on the pitch. So that's paramount. At the top end of the pitch, we need to be clinical and we need to cope defensively with their top players. But then he said, I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to the game and I think we can win it. I think we can get the result we need. Scoreline, what do you reckon? Lazio 2 Celtic nil. Barry what do you think? Yeah I, I, I think Celtic will score um, but I'm going to go Lazio 3 Celtic 1 Thanks so much see you on Wednesday Mark see you later in the week on Friday tomorrow night I think we've got here in the studio Peter Grant and Craig Moore will be on at 5 Thanks so much the news is Cheers, next Paul. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy For your free energy home survey and a bespoke quote call 0800 233 5788 Let's go Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic commercial and public sector customers with access to a wide range of renewable energy products including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco garden makeovers we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs for a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options go to global-eco.co.uk